Hey, welcome to the 1138 Podcast, a podcast where I interview people I know who have lived great lives for God. My hope is to encourage you to go forward in the name of Jesus with your life. The world is not worthy of my guests, and I hope you're encouraged as you listen. My name is Rudy, and thanks for catching up with me. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to episode one of the 1138 Podcast. I've been wanting to create this podcast for well over a year, so it's really cool that you're here with me to experience this together. I'm gifted as an encourager and exhorter, so I thought a good way to encourage people would be to put this podcast together. I've been blessed for most of my life to be surrounded by a good group of friends and family, and many of these friends have done just amazing things in life, in business, ministry, missions, and family. And I'm convinced that the world is not worthy of these people. But most of the world will never know these friends of mine. See, I figured if I could convince my friends to tell their stories, though, the world would be better for it. So the title of the podcast is the 1138 podcast because of Hebrews 1138 from the New Testament, which says the world was not worthy of them. I think this of my friends, and I hope their stories encourage you as they do me. So I recently visited with my good friend and mentor, John Draghi, up in Estes Park, Colorado. And many of you know John and his wife, Amy, from all of the years at Leadership Trainings, through Reliant Ministries, and or through our network of churches. John has been a good friend to me for 25 years now, and I'm glad to get a chance to chat. He's a busy guy, as many of you know, but I got a few minutes with him in hopes of encouraging all of us to go forward in the name of Jesus. So I hope you enjoyed catching up with me and John today. I know I really enjoyed this interview with John. Have a listen. My name's John. Yeah, I'm cool. with Rudy. It's all good. All right. I've got some questions for you. Sounds great. Awesome. I'm so glad we're together. It's a joy. Because we're in Estes Park, Colorado, the YMCA of the Rockies. Yes. God's country. How do they yes. say it out here? What do you call this place? Yeah. I. Well, this is what I say. Yeah. God has a condo somewhere in Rocky Mountain National Park. Yeah. So we know God's near. I've not seen the condo. I'm not exactly sure where it might be, but we're pretty sure that God has a condo here. Yeah. And potentially if we seek him, we can find him. Hey. Maybe not in the condo, but maybe outside the condo. <laughs> I have found him other places, but we're yeah. pretty confident God has a condo here in Estes Park. Yeah, I agree. So uh, for those of you that don't know, John invited my family out here to LT, Leadership Training, uh, back Oh, gosh, it's been a long time ago now. And we actually told you no because we were going to go somewhere else that summer. In the summer we did come, which was 2008, I think. Okay. All right, we arrived here at the Y. And I'll never forget because um, we come here to the uh, to the dining hall, and you met us. You may forget, you might have forgotten this, but you met us, and you said, "Let me show you. Let me show you where you're going to stay." And you hopped in the old truck, and you drove us down to our our new cabin, our little cabin. And I showed up, and I thought, "Where's the place we're going to stay?" Because it wasn't much, and there was holes kind of in the wall and all of that. 400 square feet yes. of bliss all summer. You were you were like bouncing off the walls of, with excitement. And I have to tell you, we were like, what did we get ourselves into? But It's a small place. It's a small place. But it was awesome. It was awesome. And God did a great thing in our, in our lives that summer. So that was the summer 
that you helped us work through some big life changes where we were considering moving away from Austin. So yeah. 2008, and I don't want to blame you or give you all the credit, but I think you had some work to do in there. I did. So you connected us to the clunkies yes. next door at their cabin. The other big thing that's happened. You got to hold on to talent. Okay, there you go. Right? Yeah, maybe so. You got to hold on to talent. All you listeners out there, yeah. when you find talent, the smart people hold on to talent yeah. and they move it around. So it, the writing was on the wall that Rudy wasn't going to be able to stay in Austin. Mm. And so um, the intelligent guy that I am, I thought, okay, let's figure out where else maybe right Rudy want to go. There you go. So, so now you're getting the backstory, guys, of how John orchestrated that. But here's some other big things that have happened in our lives out here. So four years ago this summer, I was standing on the admin porch. M many of you probably haven't seen the place, but John and I know it well. And that's where I heard the news from mom that she had been diagnosed with stage four liver cancer. And so the YMCA of the Rockies, where we're sitting, Estes Park, um, has a special place in my heart for sure. And I know it does John because he kind of runs this place. You know, uh, I don't know. What do you say that? Do you think you run this place? I run LT. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't run the Y. The Y is massive. You know, though I um I probably could run the Y. There you uh, go. With a little bit of training. Um, it's a massive resort. You know, at any given time, there's 5,000 guests here at the YMCA of the Rockies in Estes Park. And so, um, and they have a massive staff of about 700 in the summertime. But in my opinion, John's kind of the mayor. He walks around, he shakes a bunch of hands. Everybody knows him. They wave. There might be a parade from time yeah, to I'm time. An I'm an honorary mayor. <laughs> It's just like all those people who get honorary degrees. Uh, you know, they didn't really do much, except for they were nice to somebody who, who had some power. So uh, yeah, I like that. That's a good way to yeah. look at it. You were telling me earlier, or you we were outside earlier, and you were talking. Oh, you were talking to Mark, the the news yeah. guy. Yeah. And you said we've known each other for how long? But how do you remember us meeting? Because I got a story for you. Okay, so here's my memory. In 1994, we were in um, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. In specific, we were in Surfside Beach. Mm. My memory is that uh, you lived in a house that we rented, a beach house, which was about a block off of the beach with about 15 other college students. Um, some of those students in the house that you lived in were from Texas, uh, from the University of Texas to be uh, specific, and some of those guys were from Missouri. And uh, we put those students all in one big project, probably about 40 students in a group that was going to kind of do life together for that summer. And um, I was in charge of that group, and we... We became friends, um, and you you were just a friendly guy along with all those other Texans. Uh, if you haven't noticed, you know, Texans kind of think everything revolves around Texas, especially those are, who are from Austin. So we call it the Longhorn Network if you want to think about that. So, uh, yeah, so I don't, that's my memory of the summer, and we became friends along with a bunch of other great people mm. from UT. Yeah, amen to that. I, I remember for for whatever all of that is true, and, and uh, but I, I remember specifically I don't remember the name of the house but we were upstairs and you walked in with Amy and a young Josh Draghi, I think in a maybe a stroller um, and and I just remember who is this crazy guy with his little kid 
going to spend the summer out here with us. And that kind of launched. I mean, that was the meeting for me. And then we get get to know each other later as the summer yeah. went on. And, but, I mean, I slept on the couch all summer. And Ed Courtney slept on the floor. And we had a, a fantastic house that summer. A lot and of good guys. A lot of good guys. A lot of good guys. It was an awesome summer. Now, I told you this earlier, John. Um, when I think about you... So that's how I met you, I think, or some version of that. But when I think about you, I'm not, there's a lot of things that come to mind. But one of them that consistently comes to mind, and you you guys didn't get to hear this earlier. We were having dinner, and John, you you quoted some lengthy portions of Scripture, and that's what comes to mind. You're a man of memorizing the Word, yeah. and you've done that for years. And, I've, and actually, somewhat legendary stories of how you've trained that. Um, but... That's what's always come to mind to uh, come to mind to me when I think about you ever since that summer ninety four yeah and I think ninety nine is it ninety nine yeah, my list is called John's ninety nine yeah John's ninety nine um, so you've trained me you've done a lot of things over the years I really appreciate it. so yeah I also appreciate you taking time to talk tonight um, I told John this earlier this podcast is called the eleven thirty eight podcast because of Hebrews eleven thirty eight that the world is not worthy of them. Speaking of all these old timey long ago believers, but I look at some of my friends that God has given me that just placed around my life and I, I haven't sought it out. It just feels like the Lord has just gifted me with good friends for many, many, many years. Right. And when I think about that, I needed to get you interviewed because you're you're a part of that list. You're a part of that lineage. The world is not worthy of John Drake. It's just not. It's just not. And the other thing is, a lot of the world's not even going to know a John Drake or a Rudy Rivera. And we're going to put that out here on the internet and we'll see what happens, right? But that doesn't even matter. The world's not worthy. And I believe that wholeheartedly. And so I'm hoping through this little interview here, we can encourage some of our old-timey friends, maybe some of our new friends, things like that. Um, All right, what do you think about what I just said there, about Hebrews 11.38? Personally, um, I I understand just because of the last five months of my life that um, I've left the legacy. But I didn't um, try to go leave a legacy. I've tried to live my life as beautifully as I can. Um, I personally don't think I deserve anything except for probably judgment. But God's given us his love free. He's freely given us eternal life. And he's given us his love. So I've accepted that, and that's been a great thing. Um, When I think the world was not worthy of them. I think I can say that about somebody else really easily. Yeah. When I think about myself, I'm like, well, you know, if that's what somebody else wants to say, I'll say thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And as I read about those men of faith who trusted God yeah. through thick and thin, and they trusted God was going to be faithful to his promise. Yeah. I endeavor and I have endeavored for the last 35 years to be that man. Mm. Um, And frankly, I'm humbled Mm. right now. Um, We didn't talk about this yet, but on February 20th of this last year, 2019, I was diagnosed with glioblastoma, which is a nasty, bad form of brain cancer. And so... um, 
I'm being face to you know brought face to face with my legacy yeah and um mm. i'm really humbled by it mm. because i think god's been really good to me amen so um i'd rather give all the glory to god and have mm. people think that our god was good mm. rather than to think that i was good mm. yeah even though i'm hearing john you're strong you're amazing you're this or that and um mm. I want to say thank you and be be grateful, but at the same time, I want to go. Hey, you know what? It was it was my God who's mm. done all this stuff yeah. through me. Mm. God in me has done a lot of neat things. Yeah, gosh, that's so good. I really appreciate that. Yeah. What I think about, <laughs> bro. What I think about is that you know, um, the world looks at lives like like yours and others. I'm not going to count myself in that mix i want to be in that mix let's keep running but you know i think sometimes i think the world looks at that and goes what a waste you know like gosh you could have done whatever and i look at it and go uh uh-uh. like you were saying there god it's it's his glory on the line there and he's giving you amazing things and he's and he's blessed your yeah. life yes i mean he's absolutely, absolutely blessed your life yes so to me that's why i look at it and go, the world's not worthy they don't the world doesn't quite understand, you know, yeah. but, all right, well, let's, um, maybe, and this might be putting you too far on the spot, all right, so yeah. if you don't want to answer this, you can, you can just pass, you can just say pass. What do you think is your greatest accomplishment? Oh, gosh. I mean, here's, um, here's, here's one way that I describe my life. I've been married for 30 years to my sweetheart, Amy. Mm. I have four kids who are amazing, mm. and they all love Jesus. Mm. Um, my kids are 20, 22, 23, and 25 right now. Mm. I planted a church when I was 30-some years old. I think I was 33, 30, 33 years old. Mm. That church touched thousands and thousands of people. Um, that church called The Rock planted three more churches mm. along the along the way in 2005 and 2011 and 2018. Mm-hmm. I've been on the board of our network of churches. Um, I've been a regional director. I've been the director of this program, Estes Park LT, for the last 18 summers. Golly, and I've, I've also been the national director for all of our LT programs around the world. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I've done a ton of missions work in Honduras, mm-hmm. taken more than 400 students to Honduras, mm-hmm. raised millions of dollars for the place, and um, maybe not millions, maybe a million. And um, yeah, I'm humbled by everything. Yeah. Um, I I wasn't worthy to get to be involved in everything that I got to do hmm. and that I'm still getting to do. Yeah, and amen. I don't want to quit because yeah. I'm not dead yet. That's right. But um, I've been enormously humbled through um, all that process. Hmm. Um, what am I most proud of? I don't know. Um, I really love the church I get to pastor. Hmm. And um, even in the last couple months, 
we've been turning that church over to my young staff team to run rather than me yeah. um, because we just don't know what's going to happen to me. Um, mm. Maybe the fact that we have a reproducible model and that's been happening. Mm. Um, that's pretty, I'm pretty proud of that. Mm-hmm. I'm awful proud of my kids. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's I can amazing. go on and on. No, yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I'm humbled. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. At this point, you, you just told all our listeners, whoever's going to listen, um, I think most of us know by now of the cancer. Yeah. And a lot, 30,000 unique visitors to your blog yeah the, and the we'll blogs, talk about that the blog's been amazing what 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 gets you out of bed in the morning well you know what jesus loves me but he also loves you yeah and my responsibility is to get the word out that god loves you and he wants a relationship with you and he wants you to go change the world hmm. and so um with my diagnosis, we we felt like, hey, how can I share the good news? Well, not too many people talk about how to suffer well, yeah, yeah, and how to honestly and beautifully go through pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. And so, I have a terminal diagnosis. Yeah. Um, now I'm not jumping up and down and singing, um, but I do have a hope and a and a solid confidence that my God's in charge, mm. whether whether I die or whether he heals me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I can talk about that and be a, um, a model, okay, let's yeah. go. It's yeah. a, it seems a little pretentious to say follow my example as I... Um, walk towards death. Yeah. But I want to say, follow my example as I walk towards death. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jesus has got to be the one who's going to help me, and I think he has been. Yeah. Um, it's not me. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about it. And, you know, so my invitation to many of my friends has been, hey, I'm on my way to the valley of the shadow of death. Mm. You want to go with me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might know this. I don't know if you know this about my, my father. My, my parents were both sick, but my dad especially was yeah. sick my entire life. And, yeah. Yeah, I know. and and more than anyone that I know really well, um, he had a profound sense of gratitude every morning. Yeah. Because when he would wake up, it, it was you could he would say it. It was literally like God, you did keep me alive through the night. And for him, that was that was not something to just kind of pass over. Yeah. It's and a big deal. It's a big deal when you're facing death a lot. And and that's just how I grew up. I grew up with a dad that just was every morning had a real sense for today is news. Today is his. Today I'm living for him. And there's some reason why I'm here and he hasn't taken me over through the night. And so I don't know if you resonate with that, but for me, I, I have come to resonate a lot more with that as I watched my dad literally pray every morning, like with, with words that weren't just like flippant, they were real words. Thank you again for another day of life. Thank you again for another breath of the lungs. And, and, um, 
I think when you're dealing with those things, I mean, at least, again, I don't know it firsthand, but why get in and watch my dad? Yeah. I saw that take place. So I, I don't know. I yeah, think Rudy, you would, I, you would resonate with I, him. I, mean, at this I, point. I think long before I was sick, um, and, and even right now I don't feel sick. Um, I have a diagnosis. I'm in the middle of treatment. I take chemo and all these other things and had radiation. Amy and I, that's my wife, have endeavored to be those thankful people. Mm -hmm. I have fought anxiety much of my adult life, mm. and the only medicine that I've found that can help me with my anxiety has been massive doses of thankfulness. Mm -hmm. And so, in these days, I don't think we've changed the course at all. Mm -hmm. The medicine's the same. Mm. And... I I don't even think that we're thankful. Like, it's not like we're gritting our teeth and trying to be thankful. Mm -hmm. That God's helped us, and that's become a natural rhythm for us. Yeah. And we are thankful for our house, our kids, our dogs, our friends, our food, our money. In fact, I'd like to compete and argue with anybody to say that, hey, I'm the most blessed guy you've ever met. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's good. And so God's been really good. I mean, I got to... Just wanted to make sure we're getting what we want to do here. Um... What advice? I've got a few more questions. You're great. All right. What advice do you have for our friends who are listening? I mean, you know these some of these people. I, you're going to know them. I'm going to know them. We have mutual friends. Yeah. And then who knows who else will listen? But what advice? I mean, right now. Honestly, listen. If you put, if you and I want to be successful, we have to have God at the center of our life. You want something else at the center, like making money, being um, amazing at your career, having letters after your name. Those are all fine things. Mm -hmm. Living in a nice house, mm -hmm. going on nice vacations. Mm -hmm. Those are all fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that is not what our life is about. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'm going to talk about in my message tonight is two best, this one author said the two best days of my life were, number one, the day I was born, mm -hmm. and number two, the day I figured out why. Mm. Why are you here? Mm. And if... You follow the American dream, and the American dream is to just go accomplish and go collect and become this amazing consumer. I guarantee it, it will not fulfill you. Yeah. It will not satisfy. Mm -hmm. And I have a bunch of rich friends who can tell you that. Yeah. Um, and I don't think success or, or I don't think happiness and contentment comes from accomplishing a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It comes from having God at the center of our life and building a beautiful relationship with God mm -hmm. over years and years and giving him away to everyone that you bump into. So, again, people who have God at the center of their life, they have something beautiful and they have something beautiful to give. Mm -hmm. When you put yourself at the center of your life, you don't have something beautiful. Mm -hmm. You're just self-absorbed. Mm -hmm. And the world seems to give applause to those who make themselves the center. I'm like, but Rick Warren in his, in the number one book of the century, Purpose Driven Life says, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. First four words of the book. It's mm -hmm. not about you. It's not about you. Yeah. 
We intuitively know that. We just got to get ourselves off the throne, have God on the throne, and we sit and kneel before him. Mm -hmm. He's the good one. He's the one who's worthy of all the glory. Mm -hmm. um, that's my biggest piece of advice. And then once we figure out that we want to live for him, let's work our butts off. Mm. I don't think we can work hard enough. Mm. I want people to work hard. Mm -hmm. um, six days shall you work, and seventh day you shall rest. Sabbath well. Mm -hmm. Those other six days, you're working for Jesus. You better work your tail off. Mm. Not to earn his favor, because we don't earn anything from him. Yeah. But to just go, my gosh, this is the most um, uh, honest and beautiful reflection of reality that we can jump into. Yeah. Um, That's good. Yeah, I don't know that. That's helpful. Thank you for saying that. Um, I wish we could talk longer. We'll have to do it again. Um, my dad used to say uh, to me every day before I would leave or when I left the house, if we talked on the phone, he would end the conversations in this way. Um, this podcast it's meant to encourage Christians to go forward in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And, and that's what he would say to me. Go forward in the name of Jesus. Sonny. I like that. Go forward in the name of Jesus. And so I've just kind of um, taken that on myself to pass on. And, and yeah. that's my benediction, blessing, if you will, when I leave people. It's good. Um, so one quick question maybe is when are we going to see each other again? What do you think? When are you and I going to see each other? Yeah. I want well, to see you. I think, um, I don't know, depending on how things go with your church plant, mm -hmm. um, potentially have me come and teach and um, speak to the church in November, December, mm -hmm. or maybe January. Um, I don't know how much time I get. Yeah. I'm trusting God. Yeah. He can heal me. He may, he may not. Mm -hmm. He's in charge. He does what he pleases. Mm -hmm. And um, because he's a king, he could do whatever he wants. And he's report, he reports to no one. Mm -hmm. um, I hope we get to see each other again. Me too. But if we don't, um, I'll see you when we get there, when you Amen. get there. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not trying to be crass or, or anything. No. I, I fully... Some people have been reminding me I'm not in the grip of cancer. I'm in the grip of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. I've been saying the last few months, he signs every birth certificate, mm. and he also signs every death certificate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that will not happen by surprise to him. No, not um, yeah, I don't know. I hope. I hope it's soon. I hope soon. And, you know, we'll just have to work it out. So we're going to wrap up because I know we got to, I got to get home and sounds good. You got to preach tonight and bring the word. Yes. Um, I just want to tell you a few things that, um, I, I love you. Yeah. I love you a lot. Me too. I'm proud to call you my friend. And again, you're the mayor, right? You've got lots of friends. <laughs> But I'm proud to be caught on that list somewhere. Yeah. I don't care where I'm at. I'm just glad I'm on the list. You're right. Yeah. We're, 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 I, we're I want you to know I'm encouraged by you regularly. Encouraged by you. 
And again, y'all weren't here when we were having dinner, but John was firing off thoughts and ideas, and I know he's for me. I know that. Totally for you. I'm praying for you and Amy regularly. Let's do this, Lord. Thank you. So, my dad, another thing. I've given you three of my dad's sayings tonight. River with an A. That's right. Go forward in the name of Jesus. And he would never say goodbye. He'd say, I'll see you later. So, John, I'll see you later. Father, I pray that you would take care of my friend in all of his days that you see fit. And, Lord, that you, until we see each other again, or even if we're apart, we would know that we're together in spirit under your name and the power of your name. We ask you, even tonight, God, as he said earlier, he's not gone yet. Pray tonight you'd use him to preach a message that will change many lives, that will bring hope and a future to many. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for great lives and you bless us with. I do pray that he would go forward in your name. So I hope you enjoyed that interview with my good friend, John Driggy. Thanks again, John, for taking time with me. Um, the point of this co- podcast is really to try to encourage all of us to go forward in the name of Jesus. Uh, my dad's saying that he used to tell me uh, regularly when we parted ways. So um, I do hope that that interview encouraged you. Um, thanks for listening. And um, I'm going to go ahead and get another podcast up here in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. I would really love it if you subscribe to uh, the 1138 podcast. That way you won't miss any updates when they do come across. And you'll get to keep up with me and my friends as you hopefully uh, are encouraged and get to hear and catch up with um, some of the people that you might know. So uh, once again, thanks for listening. Thanks for being with me for these few minutes today. And I do hope that we can all go forward in the name of Jesus. Okay, see you later.